Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
going on metalheads thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the metal forge my name is mark jackson and i am your host holy fucking shit dudes it is the last episode of 2023 here in the metal forge and i have some extra special fucking guests no music guests this week other than uh Mr. Jason Gardner, if you want to count him, drummer to Temptations Wings, Dick Von Doom, uh, host. The band I didn't even join, I'm part of. It's awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, co host of the Mudhorn, host of the Alehorn, uh, cohort of Flame Keeper, Mr. Jason Gardner. Say hello, sir. Oh, hello, everybody. And. Uh, the host of Assant and Battery, Mr. Aaron Assant from Flamekeeper. Dude, what's up, man? Going on, everybody? Dude, Aaron, this is your first time on the Metal Forge. Oh, yes, it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah you've been on the Alehorn. You've been on the Mudhorn a couple of times, but you've never been on the Metal Forge. So yeah, it's like, This is like the major leagues right here. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. So, everybody out there in Metal Forge land, tell them about Assault and Battery. What do you do over there? Um, what I do at Assault and Battery is I like to take um, artists that I'm a fan of that I don't think get enough attention, and I uh, do um, interviews with them about their musical journey, um, what they're doing now, and uh, you know what they want to do in the future, and just you know, kind of a loose talk and uh, get to know really good bands and really cool people. So, kind of what the Metal Forge does. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, you totally do it from a completely um, neutral standpoint. You know, like, you don't play music. You're not a musician. Uh, Well, I I did play bass very badly for a short time, but... (laughs) I've just played bass very badly for a long time. So, (laughs) there's no difference here, then. No, in all seriousness, I actually love what you do over there because, you know, you ask questions that me me being a a musician, I might not think to ask because, you know, it's like I'm looking at it as like a peer group level versus, you know, just as like, you know, what was going on in your mind when you wrote this kind of thing. Yeah. Which is awesome. (laughs) One's coming up too, um... I got uh, my next one coming up is with a guy, uh, Derek Diedrichson from uh, the band Inverter from Boston. Really great band. Um, if you're into like, um, uh, let's say Helmet or um, Prong, 
they definitely got that kind of staccato riffage and really good rhythm section awesome vocalist so that one's coming up and then i got another one after that with um a guy named dominic uh, uh pegliastro from the band luomo nero and um so yeah that, that was a really good interview as well so we got a couple coming up and just i'm gonna keep pumping them out Fuck yeah. when are you gonna have when are you gonna have a pentogram on your on your show Oh, that you know what? I gotta. You, you want me to interview them? I could get them on. Yeah, man, Pentagram's awesome, dude. That, that name is killer. I love their logo. It's, just, it's a pentagram, but it's like so like Pinto beans, but Pentagram. It's fucking. It's good shit. Man. Or like they're up with Pinto. um uh, Curse the Sun now too. Okay, right on. There's another out of Connecticut. Yeah, I, you know that's an interesting thing. You know, I uh, I think the uh, the Northeast doesn't get enough uh, enough cred for some of the bands that come out of there, you know, like uh, More in the Light, and you know, f- fucking I'm gonna go ahead and spill that bean right now because that's one of my honorable mentions for this year is the More in the Light Ice House split. Not because I'm on it. I'm about to say, that's, little, that's kind of cheap. <laughs> Not because I'm on it, but because like it actually it looks record, man. No, it looks awesome. Uh, the artwork is great, you know. So yeah, but there's a ton of fucking bands up there that are just awesome, you know. And you know, because I've had Stormstress on. They're from uh, the Salem area. Uh, you know, totally rad, fucking uh, all female group up there. Uh, so many fucking cool bands. Yeah, a lot of different kinds of bands, um, from doom to thrash to black metal. I mean, you, you get it all up here, and um, a lot of cool guys. Um, some cool record labels like Salt of the Earth Records, and you know, so they got it all up here, man. Definitely, definitely. So, Jason, what are you up to this week? So, as we're recording this, I'm actually looking forward to that um, new movie. Um, Rebel Moon, the one that was supposed to be a Star Wars story that was rejected and they made their own movie out of it. So I'm yeah. curious to watch that and see like the Star Wars tie-in, that the ideas he had for it, because it sounds like a really cool idea. Even though the reviews are pretty much trash, um, I'll still watch it because you know I know what the I know what the nucleus of the idea was, which is pretty cool. It's gotta uh, be that, better dude, than I'm anything just, like, Kathleen getting, Kennedy um, did. <clears throat> do what? It's gotta be better than anything Kathleen Kennedy did. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, the reviews are pretty low. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm waiting on my Alehorn guests to uh, come through because we've had some uh, scheduling snafus. Um, so yeah. Alehorn is coming. It just might be uh, might just get two in January. Uh, well, I'm I mean, pretty much going to do them back to back when they happen. Well, that's the thing, you know. So going into, you know, let's talk about 2023 really fast. You know, with the Metal Forge. Okay. It's been kind of fucking crazy this year. We've had some awesome fucking guests on this year. You know, from. Yeah, don't forget you had David Ellison on. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. From Incantation uh, with John McKenty. Uh, or McEntee, I'm sorry. I never never understand how to pronounce his name because it's like. Yeah. Uh, M C E N T E E. I might have thrown in one or two E's extra or something, but. Uh, shout out to him anyways, we love him. Uh, to Dave Ellison, uh, uh, Brian Tatler from Diamond Head uh, was on. Uh, I got to actually meet Dave Ellison uh, a couple of weeks after he was uh, on the on the Metal Forge. That was awesome shit. Um, 
So, like, going into... Uh, I know we don't really do the whole rap thing, you know, that, like, the Spotify shit does, but I do want to point out that, you know, uh, this year uh, there are actual 52 official episodes. Like, last year, you know, we actually had 54. Um, so, that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, the best performing episode of the year was... Drum roll. Does anybody know what it is? Um, was it the uh, Becky Baldwin episode talking about King Diamond or, or um, Personal Fate? No, it wasn't. It was actually <gasps> Athenar for Midnight. Oh, was he on this year? Yes. Oh, that was like 22. Okay. Nope. Uh, no, uh, Vanek was on in 22. Okay. Uh, yeah, for yeah, the, for the solo yeah. stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Athenar's episode was the best performing of, of the year. Um, uh, it says that it was streamed 999% uh, uh, more than any other episode. So, nice. it means it got, it got one stream. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought the Becky Baldwin one was probably my favorite, hands down, as far as the story. Because that was a pretty wild... Yeah, I agree. That was that a pretty was... cool story about how she got, like, just... How King Diamond just, like, lured her backstage at a festival that they were at. Just, like, you'll play bass. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, damn, that's like a one in a million kind of thing, man. That's a cool, feel-good story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That was a definitely a, a, a highlight where they even had... They went to the fest as fans yes. to, to go to the fest. And somebody spotted her in the crowd and went out and it was Livia's who it was they it was her personal assistant went out and got Becky from the crowd and brought her back to meet Livia and she says do you know who I am and she said no I'm so and so and he's here and wants to meet with you right and it was like holy shit it's like could you fucking imagine that's a cool fucking story man well, the great thing That's about it was, is the other thing about it was um, the, they were given the list from the management company of saying these were the bass players that we had suggested. And King immediately said, but there's no women on this list. And immediately that's what opened the gate. Right to to opening that door for her, and that was so fucking rad. And I actually got to see that tour, and it was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just went to the uh, Cincinnati one, right? Yes, with uh, midnight yeah, I wish, opening. I wish I went to the Atlanta one, man. It's just hard to get away with kids on a weekday, it was right? Like on Tuesday, Talk especially because that's a four-hour drive for you. Yeah, I mean that, that's not even really a big deal because it's a really easy drive. I mean, it's pretty much like three turns to get to the city limits, but. Uh, but yeah, still, it's hard to get away. So. For sure, man. For sure. So, what what were your thoughts on 2023? Yeah, man. I think everything went pretty good. Like, I, there was some steady growth here and there on stuff. We uh, we we uh, signed Aaron to a 10 year, uh, three dollar uh, guarantee contract. Yes. Uh, to be part of the flame keeper. So per year, <laughs> per year. No, no, I no. It was three dollars for the whole term. Oh uh, shit! I got that. Yeah, he signed. And also, don't forget, uh, Daniel is uh, on board with uh, Metal on a Budget, doing his thing up there, about two hours away from you. So he's not two hours away from me. How old? I thought you he's said like two twenty hours. minutes away from me. Oh well, anyway, he's up there by you. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, we also grew 
in listeners in the four main countries that we've had the most listening uh, uh, people in was the U.S., of course, Canada, Finland, and the Netherlands. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, A European flavor. uh, Yeah, definitely. Which, you know, I do know uh, quite a few people from Germany that listen, so I wonder wonder why they didn't come up. But this is through Spotify. I will say this. This is through Spotify. This doesn't include, like, your uh, Apple uh, or any of that shit. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Aaron, what about you? What about your 2023? 2023 is pretty uh, crazy for me. Um, didn't get out to see a lot of shows, um, mainly because lack of funds and stuff. Um, I did get to see Haunt Feel for that. the first time, so that was fucking awesome. I got to meet Trevor. and Was that cool on guy. the uh, No Sleep Till Cherry Street? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's fucking um, and uh, my girlfriend and I just um, uh, finally closed or closed on a house soon, so we'll be getting a new house. Um, and uh, I'll have a new place to do the um, the, the, the uh, Asan battery from. So hopefully a nice new setup will look a lot better. Hell yeah, I'd man. I'd love to send you a uh, housewarming gift. Fuck yeah. I'd love to send you a housewarming gift of some kind. All right. Nice. I know exactly what it's going to be. I know exactly what my housewarming gift will be for you. I have yours right. I have it right here, actually. I'm gonna send you this signed uh, Steel and Stone Seven uh, band uh, payout sheet that I I drew real quick to make sure I had enough money to pay everybody. Yeah. Everyone wants to know it's uh, Twisted Tower Dyer gets X amount. Twisted Reptile was supposed to get X amount. Overload got X amount. Vocals got X amount. And everyone got 35 minutes set. And I can send uh, <laughs> sheets of notes from uh, Metal Forge episodes. There you go. <laughs> Here, take my trash, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> take, yeah. take my trash. Take my trash. So, fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome, you know. Uh, you know, getting... Uh, I don't know. How is how is the homeownership up there in the Northeast? Is it a, is it a, is it a hassle? Is it... Is it expensive? Um, the buying the home was a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> that process bug, but I think that's um, everywhere though. Because mine was a pain but, in the ass too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of bullshit for no reason. Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna come back, okay? We're gonna play some fucking. I don't know what are we gonna play. Um, somebody throw out a song that you want to hear. I want something Christmassy, man. It's the end of the year. Christmas. Okay, sure. Uh, Fuck it, let's do it. There'll be no fall of Christmas cause it's evil's 
go ahead and jump into our albums. All right. All right. All right. So how, how do how do you, you want to do this? How do you want to do it? Because we are all doing, uh, let's say, two honorable mentions and a top five. Okay. So I'm going to say honorable mentions first. All right. Both of them. Aaron, you're the okay. fir- you're the guest of the first time here on the Metal Forge, sir. What are your two honorable mentions? Okay, my two honorable mentions are um, I got the album um, by Abel Blood. Uh, they're a group out of New Hampshire. Um, and it's called Arrival of Waves, and um, it's a really great. Um, I, I actually interviewed them. They were the last um, interview I did, and it's a real cool Caius, um, really stoner rock influenced album. Really groovy, pretty heavy riffage. Um, I, I definitely think anyone who enjoys stoner rock will like that one. Fuck yeah! And- hey, after you did your interview with them, uh, I I went back and listened, and I was like, dude, this fucking is pretty goddamn cool. And uh, the next one I have is, um, and it, 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 it could be, it might have been higher up and into the top five, but it's only been out for a couple of weeks. And that's uh, the album Western Death by the band Nebula Drag out of, uh, I think they're from San Diego. They're on Desert Records. And uh, that's another really great one. Um, it definitely has that desert rock, but kind of a little bit more, um, I'd say a little more punk influence. Um, and some really great solos, great rhythm section. They're a three-piece band, so... Nebula Drag, Western Death. That's my uh, second honorable mention. Hell yeah, I'm going to check that out. Jason? Honorable mentions. Yeah, my two honorable mentions are, uh, I'm going to do the All Hell uh, EP that came out at the beginning of the year. Right. What? Nothing. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do the uh, 20 Watt Tombstone album because uh, it was really really just four new songs with uh, previously released stuff, so I didn't really count it. Because it's more like an EP. Well, and, and it's <clears throat> it's top releases. Uh, I I know I I don't care about like albums versus EPs versus singles. If it's good and it moves you, hey, if if it deserves a top five spot, it deserves a top five spot. But hell well, yeah, there's so much other stuff that it just got beat out by. Oh, definitely. So uh, fuck yeah. Uh, I I totally get you on that though. Uh, so obviously I already gave away one of my honorable mentions was the, uh, ice howl, mourn the light, arch druid, high priest, uh, priestess, high, high priest. priest, high priest. Gosh, so many different bands, man. So many similar names. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with sometimes, uh, the split because, uh, for one, you know, it is the first time I've ever had something officially pressed on vinyl. I am going to give it that. But uh, yeah. you know the overall look of it. I love the the look of it. It it just looks like old school fucking. Uh, hey, look there it is. Uh, mine is actually mine has CDs on top of it on my desk right now, so I can't really. Oh, pick can, it. I, can I give can I give a third honorable mention? Since Aaron has props, sure. <clears throat> I want to I want to give honorable mention to this excellent compilation CD that I made for the Steel and Stone Fest. Okay, also, cool. Featuring yes. my band and Mark's band. So there you go. Definitely. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Cheap uh, plug still for sale. If you buy some merch. From cheap, plug, cheap plug. Cheap um, plug. <laughs> so anyway, my second honorable mention, which is why I looked at you and grinned when you said "all hell," Jason, because another Asheville band made my list for an honorable mention, which is uh, Oblivion Throne with Void Gazer. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I, I really mm-hmm. dig them. Uh, I dig seeing them live at Steel and Stone. It was so fucking awesome. You know, I had a blast down there with it. So, fuck yeah. Yeah, I forgot that actually came out on my birthday. 
Yeah. Cool. If anybody interested, here's the All Hell uh, EP, uh, All Hell the Night. Uh, this is the album cover, but this is a sticker. Also, they put out a three song EP uh, around Halloween, too. So there's a twofer. Well, and I will go ahead and tell pretty much everybody that, like, okay, I do buy physical when I can, but most mm-hmm. of my releases have all been digital this year. Right. Be- just because of shipping being a pain in the dick. Yes. And. A lot of my favorite bands, you know, ship from fucking like Europe and shit like that. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, all right. Uh, I think we're in the round of five. Okay. Aaron, n- number five. My number five one is um, from the band Titanosaur. And they're from New York, uh, Hudson, New York. And the album is Echoes. Um, I'm a really huge fan of this band. I've been a fan of them for about four or five years now. It's a one-man project. Um, a guy named uh, Jeff, he does the guitars, vocals, bass, drum programming. Um, and it's uh, it's just a really... Actually, I got their Christmas shirt on. Yeah, I saw fun. that. That's Dude, I um, love Raglan shirts, but they never make them in anything more than 2X. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things I like about them is they, they he's got these really heavy riffs. Um they're almost, um, I'm kind of, I can't really think of anything to relate them to. He kind of says it's a mix of uh, Monster Magnet and the Ramones with a little bit of Motorhead thrown in. That's how he describes it. Um, but, um, and the lyrics are very personal, um, very personal and very, you can tell the guy puts a lot of thought into it and he really cares about, um, you know, the lyrics and stuff like that. And they really stick out to me and, you know, they kind of really grab you. Um, so that, that's my first one at number five is Titanosaur Echoes. It's on the Swamp Records, so definitely check that band out. Really great release. Fuck yeah! So I'm not. I'm gonna do um, no particular order for mine except for the last one. So these are all just even to me. Um, as Rick, as Rick Beato says, <sighs> now that we're in the top five, any one of these could have actually been number one. <laughs> well, there is one that is number one for me, but the rest of them could have all been number two. I bet I can me. guess what so. it is, but I'm not going to. Probably, yeah, because I've told you, I think. Uh, my first one is a uh, laid-back country picker, Go West album. Yep. Yeah, I had to do it because uh, the dude's awesome. Uh, Hell so yeah. So if you're not familiar, it's like a it's like a really like alt-country psychobilly mix. Um, it's a two-piece band, him and his wife. Uh, they masquerade as laid-back country picker and, his, and the drummer, Honey, who plays in a moo-moo and curlers, um, drums. Uh, so she's... She's awesome. Uh, he's awesome. The 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 they're, show is pretty hilarious because it's a good dynamic between them. They're great and, uh, people. Dude, the dude's a monster guitar player on top of everything. Yeah, and honestly, like, dude, I'm gonna give a shout out to David right now. David and uh, Teresa, they're such fucking sweet people. Like, super fucking awesome. Like, he totally recorded a fucking monologue in his car for me for a fucking a fucked up movie trailer for a fucking episode of the mud horn that completely went to shit that I still got to salvage at least something for the sake of fucking giving Jason entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Necronomicon Uh, Necronomicon country. country. Yes. Coming soon. Coming soon soon to a porno theater near you. (laughs) Oh, wow. Porno theater. I think those are still around anymore. I'm sure they're somewhere. I mean, I'm we have sure. We have porno theater here in Asheville. It's now called the Fine Arts Theater, which I think is hilarious. 
<laughs> yeah, like Jackson Pollock. <laughs> yeah, I mean the funny thing is like um the fine arts theater, like they always have like these like it's always like you know these like independent movies like shit that nobody goes to see really or ever heard of. But for some reason they had a Taylor Swift movie there. I was like, is that really considered fine art? I think like, I was kind of baffled by that one. I was yeah. like, really? yeah. Okay, whatever. No, yeah. no, fuck a bunch of that shit. So my number five, I'm gonna be that guy. You know what it's gonna be. Let's hear it. Came out on April 14th. It was vastly forgotten. But on my way back home from an ice howl practice, I listened to it in its entirety. And it's been making its repeats in my fucking media player uh, ever since. It's 72 seasons. Oh, man, really? You put that number five? Come on, dude. Dude, honestly, I mean, I'm putting it should have really been an honorable mention to to be truthful, but just because of, you know, the production value, their production value second to fucking none, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, as far as Metallica album go, it might be top five of post St. Anger, but like as far as like albums of the year, like, dude, I wouldn't even. Actually, I'm completely top. fucking with you guys. Completely. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I was worried about you for a minute. Man. Real quick, the uh, Layback Country Picker album came out February 2nd, so I'm going almost to the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I am okay. totally... No. Definitely right. fucking not. No. Uh, I've talked so much shit on that album. No. Fuck that. And dude, I, I saw where like the readers of like Metal Sucks put it at like number two. Yeah, of course so. they would, cause they don't they don't they don't look for any music. They just have their shit fed to them by people they think are funny. Uh, no, actually, my number five is Black Knife. Uh, Bernie's Eternal Weekend, also known as Baby Eater Witch. <laughs> uh, back. F- <laughs> What's that? It's a crazy cover on that one. I love it. Yeah, it, it totally is. And it's so unfortunate, you know, because it's Black Knife. And if you're familiar with Black Knife, you already know what you're going to get. But, like, again, the production of this is so much, it's, like, stepped up. Because they before, you know, Hellwolf had used to do all of the production itself. So all of the covers were done, and they were done differently. Like, you might have silver variants on the cover and yellow variants. And and even up into murder season when they had done that, and this was actually put out by Wise Blood, so the label, yeah, absolutely, super fucking awesome label. Uh, Friend of the show, Sean uh, Frazier. We miss him. We we miss doing our end of the month episodes with him. Uh, Hopefully that comes back maybe soon. Hopefully it was fun and people seem to like it. So. Maybe we could bring it back. Who knows? But yeah, Black Knife, you know what you're getting with the music, and that's what I love about it. And because this had an actual fucking awesome fucking cover to it and everything, yeah, for sure. Nice. And it's sad, too, because now they're not a band anymore. Yeah, it was kind of a sudden, man. Like I was surprised they didn't have like, the last show in their hometown. It was just like in Johnson City. Yeah. yeah, well, I know they had. I know close. they have like a big following in Johnson City, though. So hell yeah, man! All right. The round of four, 
Mr. All right. Um, my number four pick is going to be the four-way split from Mourn the Light, Ice Hollow, <laughs> I Priest, and uh, Arch Druid. Um, I've been a huge fan of Mourn the Light. Um, they're a local band from my area since they came out. Awesome band. I mean, they bring that, you know, a little bit of doom with that power metal, and uh, it's just awesome. Um, Ice Howl, I've been a huge fan of them forever. There you go. <laughs> All right. I've been a huge fan of Ice Howl. I think you're familiar with that band, right, Mark? No, I've never <laughs> heard of them. <laughs> and, um, you know, and also the new bands. Um, High Priest, I know, hasn't done much either, but those two songs are great. And Arch Druid is, is another great band. They're from New Hampshire. And what I like about this split is all four bands kind of have a cohesiveness that, you know, puts them together, but they all kind of sound different. They all have a different uh, place oh, for where they're sure. coming from their set. Oh, definitely. We so, all do. And... And that's what I really liked about it as well. Um, you know, the thing to me, was, what was weird about it, was like I listened to it on CD and digital, and it just, it was kind of just like there. But once I put it on vinyl and listened to it, it was just like there. Yep. And I was just like, fuck, that's what this was supposed to sound like. Because when, like I said, when I listened to it on on digital, I was, you know, it sounded good. It sounded it's like music, hey. But then when that low end kicked in on the vinyl, I was like, fuck yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Tom Jordan about his uh, album. I got it on a uh, CD because I got the the lunchbox box set. And uh, I was on CD first. Wouldn't they it just be the lunchbox set? No, you don't have uh, to get it. <laughs> yeah, the back over there. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So the CD sounded really good. But when it released on digital, like, dude, that that's you can't you can't listen to that fucking album on Spotify. It's right. so it's so compressed and like doesn't sound like anything. Well, that's because they re fucking mix and master everything for their platform. That's why. Yeah, and okay. that's what's bullshit. And the unfortunate thing is, is YouTube does that shit too. So but yeah, it's bandwidth issues. They so I'm sorry, I out. like completely cut you off, Aaron. What were uh, what was uh, your because of more than the light? You said familiar with Ice How, um, and everybody just kind of came together. What else was on yeah. there for you? I, like I said, I like that they you know all kind of have like a, you know they're all kind of share the same space as far as in metal where they all kind of relate to each other. But they come from it from like a different perspective, you know. Arch Druid doesn't really sound anything like more in the light or, or any of the other two right. bands like ice hop or, or, or high priest. So, but they all kind of fit together, even though they kind of have a different sound. You know? For sure. No, I agree with you on that. Number four, Mr. Mr. G. Uh, picking one randomly here. Uh, let's go with uh, night demon outsider. Ah, nice. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, released March 17th on century media. First of two century media releases actually on my list. But, Dang. um, but yeah, I did, the album still holds up. I listened to it uh, three days ago, um, about three times in a row because it's pretty short, you know. Um, yeah, it's except like for the bonus track that's forced in something. there. Yeah, except for the bonus track that's forced on there, uh, the album is a pretty solid, um, you know, concept album. Like it all makes sense. It all flows good together, and it doesn't it doesn't waste your time. It's like it's in, it's out. Let you move on to the next thing, you know. Enjoy, right to enjoy your day and. You know, it's digestible, and it's really it, the songwriting is. Uh, it's not my favorite Night Demon album, but the songwriting is definitely probably uh, what the best they've done right now. Uh, it's sad that uh, Dusty's not in the band anymore, uh, obviously, because you know he's been there since the beginning of their 
um, major label recording uh, career. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, um, I'm pretty excited to see what uh, Brian Wilson brings to the table for the next uh, release, whether it's an EP or a full length. So. Dude, he's he is pretty fucking badass. I will say that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I really like that album. And mm-hmm. God damn you, um, I can't. I, I want to talk about it, so I'm gonna go out of order for mine. Uh, okay. So on your list too. Yeah, this one was on my yeah. list as well. This was actually number two because, uh, yeah, um, because dude, I love Night Demon just overall, and it is still a great album. And you know, I think they just keep getting better and better with their with their songwriting. Yeah, uh, as, as a cohesive unit, and yeah. it's it's fucking you know it's it's mixed and mastered great. Again, this is just like that uh, More in the Light, Ice Owl, uh, Archdruid, High Priest split. It's good on on digital and CD. It really found life to me on vinyl, though. Because I set the room, you know, to the red light uh, and put on the fucking candle and shit and really jammed out and listened to everything the first time I heard it on vinyl. and. Right. Yeah, and that and that was even before you had got your copy, because of yeah, the I didn't sn- get my I didn't get mine until late. Uh, I'm sporting the uh, the shirt here, um, you know, the box set was uh, the vinyl, the shirt, a uh, party mirror, which uh, you know I haven't used yet. Shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to Riff Raff for the uh, party mirrors. I know who made those. There's an unsleeved on it if, you, if you're curious what's in it. I can't remember everything I was in it. But yeah, there was stuff. a bunch uh, of stuff. Like so, set, um, yeah, so. Yeah, the party mirror, you know, one day I will use it um, when I bring me some uh, crackers and cheese and maybe some uh, summer sausage down here and, you know, yes. party it up as I would. As, as you would. As you would. So, okay, so I'll go ahead and that'll be my number four as well because, yeah, you already had right. said it. Uh, for it. All right. Well, it happens. You know, you know the bad part is I actually had it listed as number two, but I just went out of order for the for the bottom four. Just to ah, check see, <laughs> look at that shit. Um. All right. So uh, round of three. Aaron. All right. Um. The uh third release I have is um. It's actually not a metal release. This is um. A, this band describes itself as a psychedelic rock band. They also mix elements of like surf rock and uh, punk and stuff, and some a lot of bit of gothic rock. Um, this is a band called Morrison Graves out of Portland, and the album's uh, Division Rising. And they describe it as a concept album about gentrification, displacement, homelessness, and socio economical gaps. So if you're not into leftist politics, probably stay away from this band. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be for you. Um, but yeah, I, I really like what they do. They have really great songs. They mix uh, a lot of, like I said, mix of surf guitar, psychedelics, punk, um, gothic rock. And um, they have, I would say, the best song title of the year for me. The name of the song is, and if your car alarm keeps going off, I'll smash out your fucking windows. <laughs> so that's, uh, they got my vote for a song title of the year and also my um, number three album of the year. So that Morrison Graves with the Vision Rising. Yeah, I'll check it out. Nice. 
That's totally cool. I'm uh, I'm writing these down as uh, yours down as you're telling me these because see you're are when you say they're from Portland are you saying like Portland Maine Portland Oregon Portland Oregon okay dude that's the PDX man there's something in the water out there and they're actually on um they I don't I, don't, I think they have the out the vinyls released independently and I think their um their their tape is on Old Magic Records out of uh, San Antonio right on they do a lot of a lot of tapes in and they started to do some more vinyl releases as well so nice check them out uh next random number three pick for you jason yeah man let's uh let's go on a see list if here. you can push force another one out here yeah sure uh we probably don't have any more um on the list together but um i'm gonna go uh spirit of drifts uh new one ghost of the gallows uh this album was probably forgotten by now because it just seemed like august was a dead time for um music you know um as a lot of albums do now they just kind of they release they get a little bit of blurb and they just disappear forever into the ether of digital uh, services it seems like um i don't think the vinyl is uh available right now i think i've had it on backward for a little while whether they had like a pressing delay or something on it so waiting for that um but yeah this, uh, not the best spirit of drift album in my opinion but this one's pretty solid man like there's some really good really good riffs on here um, right as there as there always is like i compare i compare this guy nate garrett to the uh like metal john fogarty like modern john fogarty because like he just writes such good riffs and melodies and lyrics it's like this guy doesn't miss you know um, yeah so no yeah, you're absolutely fine. right dude and like he's the unfortunate thing is, is when they did the the midnight tour they mm-hmm. really needed to have the album together by then because they were already playing they were already playing things and that was in May when that tour yeah. tour happened and you know but the I will say they have had some really fucking awesome uh uh pickups since then cuz weren't they on Walkin and and something else Yeah they're going back to Europe uh, next year too uh with uh Green Lung I believe it is Yeah so, yeah, yeah, I, I did mean, like see said, that earlier I mean, today. If you just like, if you just like really monstrous like riffs, downtuned riffs, uh, don't sleep on this band. Oh hell no! You can start anywhere. You can start anywhere. You can start at the beginning, start at the end, start in the middle, and go either direction. It's all pretty co- cohesive and coherent. And you know they don't really, it doesn't really stray too far from itself. Yeah, ever like it's always kind of like that same formula. But like the riffs are just like man, what a what a fucking riff, dude. <laughs> uh, the song Barn, Barn Burner in particular. And uh, I think it's called "Give Her to the Water." The first song, mm-hmm. like pretty much uh, master classes in like uh, stoner rock doom writing right now. Yeah, I uh, I was the jackass that didn't have my uh, have enough uh, battery life. So oh, okay, and I didn't get to didn't get to record that show. Um, right, but I did midnight. <laughs> so <laughs> so anyway. He'll be back. They'll be back one day. Hopefully they come around here next tour cycle. We'll oh, see. hell yeah. Uh, so, a number for me. A number three? Three? Yes. Number three. Yeah. Three? Three. Haunt. Three. Golden Arm. Yep, that's a great one. Yeah, I haven't heard of this one, so yeah, this is new to me. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I mean, for everything that you said about Nate there, about mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders and being a metal John Fogarty, uh mm-hmm. I think Trevor's the same way. I think Trevor Church writes fucking amazing songs. Oh, that's a haunt album. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, duh. 
I have heard of this one. Yes, I just who did you think I said who it was? Yeah, mom. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, you know, for he puts out his output is so ridiculous. I mean, there's already a pre-order for a new album for next year that's already yeah. done. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm. It's already done. So yes. you know, I mean. That's what it is. It's the whole, it's like, fuck, man. It's like his output is great and his quality is great. And it gets even better right. with every album, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It yeah. is like the amount that he puts out. And the, like you said, the amount and the quality of it is just insane. Mm hmm. All right. Number two. We're getting to the nitty gritty here. All right. My number two release is, um, it just came out a couple months ago. This is, um, Burn Ritual with Grave Watcher. Nice. And I've been a big fan of Burn Ritual since their um, first EP came out. Um, And this one just, they just keep getting better. Jake, uh, Jake Lewis, who's the, he does the whole thing with Burn Ritual, plays all the instruments, does all the art production, recording, all that stuff. And uh, he's just a phenomenal songwriter. I love the heavy, heavy riffs. This album is probably, I would say their heaviest, probably their darkest. Um, They got a great song called Becoming the Beast. It's about werewolves. You know, um, so it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, for anyone who's into Doom, Stoner Doom, um, like Electric Wizard, that kind of stuff, any of that really heavy stuff, definitely check out the newest Burn Ritual one. I, I can't see how anyone wouldn't like it. So yeah, dude, that's another one, man. That you had you had talked to him, and it spawned me to to look into him. You know, when I'm watching, when I'm adding like the titles and stuff to the videos, and I'm just like, I need to check these dudes out or or check this guy out. You know, so. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Great album to do bong rips too as well. So Right. <laughs> Alright, my number two. Yeah. Uh Howling Giant, Glass Future. Nice. It was almost my number almost my definite number one, but um I just hadn't been out as long as my first my, my number one. So um yeah, like this is uh this is this is an album that will put them on the map worldwide, I do believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've already been they conquered Europe. Um, you know, they're They've had some pretty big tours in the U.S. with Elder. They got another one planned for next year with someone. I'm not sure who yet. Um, they will be on the Elhorn uh, as soon as uh, you know Christmas uh, vacation stuff works itself out, and they can be on. That's one of my scheduled guests. Um, the other one is Todd Severin from uh, Ripple Music talking about the uh, CCR tribute album that um, I'm Ooh. pretty excited to talk to him about. That's 500 tracks. No, <laughs> it's just 32. Still, uh, but yeah, so like this is like the album you know that you probably won't open up for them anymore because they won't be playing dive bars, right? When you come to that realization, it's like you're happy for them, but you're kind of sad because I love dive bar shows, uh, I love the small well, shows. Less people, the better, sometimes for me. And it sucks for the band, but it's awesome for the sometimes it's also for the audience because it's more, uh, more intimate, you know, personal. But uh, yeah, I have a feeling this that's it for their uh, dive bar career, pretty much. Um, but yeah. Excellent album. The songwriting's phenomenal. Uh, the production's really good. Uh, shout out to, um, to Zach's wife, uh, Kim, who does all the uh, recording and production for him. Nice. Uh, out in Nashville. So, yeah, it's a, it's a female-produced metal album, which is actually kind of unheard of if you think about it. Right. You don't really see many any female names on uh, production of metal albums, but th- their last two has been uh, – Zach's wife. So pretty awesome. Yeah, I think on the uh I'm I'm pretty sure on the uh the Metal Sucks or whatever it was or whoever fucking did the uh 
the top 75 or whatever albums of the year. I think they were like right. number 15 or something. Really? Yeah, for that's the, good. I mean, for like the readers, I uh, could look vote. at the list to probably whittle it down to like put them way higher. I'm sure, but uh, right. But, I mean, it's sure. a prominent, it's a prominent nationwide list. Even though I don't like those sites because they're tabloid sites, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I totally agree. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't. How many it. articles do we need about Mick Mars as Mad and Molly Crew? I mean, yeah, first thirty point across. You know, I mean, it's like, come on, guys, let's find something else. You know. Let's move on to James Hetfield smoking a cigar before a show. That's always a fascinating. Yeah. Shit like that. I know. I call him out on Twitter all the fucking time. Yeah, I see it, yeah. I do. Uh, when I'm not liking thirst traps. Uh, number two for me, <laughs> dieth to Helen back. Oh, nice. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, dude, uh, I had... So, I had two members of this band on the show this year. Uh, yep. The mighty Dave Ellison on bass and Guillermo Miranda Guillermo Miranda sorry you gotta oh. say that separate that uh, the vocalist guitarist and dude like non-stop heavy the whole fucking way man for me I dig it um, like just it it all came together it was it was another really cool thing. It was like they they ran into each other and said, "Hey, would you like to possibly collaborate?" It's like send me some riffs. So he sent Dave some riffs, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, this is really good. Let's do something." And it's like right. fuck, man. And you know, so both of those episodes were kind of like you know they were like four months apart because one was uh, one was in June and one was in February. And was it uh, February, yeah, that was January, February, yeah, yeah. The Kings of Thrash tour was happening, so yeah, I remember it pretty early in the year. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so what was so cool about it was just like, like I said, it was like a two-parter because you got to hear Dave's side of everything and then Guillermo's side of everything, too. So. Right. Yeah, that's cool. All yeah. right, so we are at the point to where we reach our number ones. This is where we uh, make bands famous right here. This is. <laughs> this is our number one. Who is it going to be? Holy shit. Uh, so I don't have fancy drum rolls or anything like that. I'm not going to add any fancy drum rolls in post like most people do or any shit like that. This is live. It's not Memorex, right? Uh, Aaron, out of everything that came out this year, your your top album, release, whatever of the year, all right. Well, my top release is an album that actually came out in February, so it's kind of almost a year old now. Um, I got uh, Clouds Taste Satanic with Tales of Demonic Possession. Yeah, nice. um, I love this band. Uh, I love everything they do. Um, they're an instrumental band, doom, psychedelic doom band. Um, this album's almost an hour and a half long. And um, it's, uh, it's really killer. So, um, you know... Uh, if it's one of those albums that, like, you know, not everyone's going to be into, but the people that are into it are really into it. Right. Is it on vinyl? It is on vinyl. I have it. An <laughs> hour and a half on vinyl? Holy shit. Almost an hour and a half. Probably a little bit short of that, but it's an hour. Uh, uh, four songs. Uh, each song gets a side, so they're each about 20 minutes long, a little over 20 minutes. Jeez. So, yeah. Wow. Dude, yeah, that's within, awesome. Uh, at, uh, we didn't play with them on the same day, but they played the uh, Maryland Doom Fest uh, that we played back in 2019, I think. 
Nice. That's awesome. And, you know, uh, I watched a video here a while back. Uh, it was pretty cool where somebody had mentioned them. And and I had, uh, don't they also have a Christmas album, too? Yes, that was probably me that mentioned it. Their Christmas album is called All I Want for Christmas is Your Soul. <laughs> yeah. And, and they cover Mick Harry, um, Miss, uh, The Grinch, Little Drummer Boy, and Christmas of the Devil by Spinal Tap. Hell yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Jason, you said this was the only pick that could have been your number one on the list. Yes. Yeah, so this is from a band who is the uh, self-proclaimed best unsigned metal band on the planet right now. They are from Wilmington, North oh. Carolina. Oh, they are uh, Children of the Reptile with uh, Heavy is the Head. Um, this is my favorite album of the year by far. Dude, this album fucking rips. Um, it's, uh, not, it's not a concept album. It's uh, all songs that are like based on like uh, video games or anime or just like losing family. Uh, I know the song um, Silent Circle is uh, mm-hmm. dedicated to the uh, drummer uh, Carlos Danagian, who is in uh, Salvation. Um which is like a uh, trad metal band over in Wilmington. He also he was also a drummer for Weed Eater, touring drummer for Weed Eater. Yep. Um, he passed a, a song dedicated to a losing a family member or a friend. There's a song about the game Bloodborne. Uh, there's a song about the game Majora's Mask from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> there's a song about uh, dying uh, in a van coming back from a tr- uh, gig. Um, so, yeah, it's all out there. Um, yeah, some anime stuff. So, yeah, I mean, like the song... Um, <clears throat> The song Silent Circle is probably my favorite now after listening to it. It's a, it's a very Maiden-inspired uh, riff and song. But, um, yeah, every song on it is really good, man. Uh, there's also a, a Lord of the Rings uh, theme song, obviously, which uh, with trad metal. There's, a, there's always Lord of the Rings theme song, trad metal. But, uh, yeah, go check it out. It's uh, it's only on CD or digital. They didn't release it on vinyl. Um, right. It's, uh, it's very DIY, you know, self-released. So, um Yep, Children of Reptile, Heavy as the Head, album of the year by far. And uh, I, we, we got to meet uh, Ozzy and the other guitar player, Chris, who plays in uh, Super, uh, Mega Colossus. Um, but unfortunately, the rest of the band broke down on the way up, so they didn't get to play. But they still hung out, which was cool. Um, yeah, that, I'm bummed out. about that still for not getting to actually see them. But getting to meet yeah. getting to meet Ozzy, he was a pretty cool dude. Um, yeah. And I hope he did go fuck up uh, Ricky's Hot Chicken Shack. Oh, Rocky's Hot Chicken Shack. Yeah, I hope the sign. I hope the sign worked out. Like the plans changed, and yeah, I, I got a, I got him. I got him to. Uh, I got the sign to say, uh, "Hey, children, reptile, cluck around and find out," which is like you know. Um, a, a saying on fuck around and find out or if you're a trek nerd uh test that assumption at your convenience so. yes very much so <laughs> yeah dude uh obviously uh it's a great album i'm not gonna deny it uh yeah. fucking it really is i mean ozzy was on the metal forge back in march i believe yep, pushing that out yeah, when that uh, right when out. that album was coming out and then he also did an episode of the uh alehorn. the alehorn yeah right after that yeah we, we just talked about we went track by track about the album yeah uh, seven days of fire uh might be the heaviest riff i've heard in a long time so definitely my number one uh it's actually only been out about a month a sleep token no no it's not uh Dude, it's it's uh if you if you look up their Facebook page, um it is not their band name. It is a it is their slogan. Which is high energy rock. 
Okay. So my album of the year is See You on the Other Side by High Spirits. Nice. Nice. You had on last week. Yeah, I just had Chris on, and, like, for real, it is, you know, start to stop. It is such a great produced album, and Chris is one is that dude. He does everything on his own. Uh, he he writes and records everything just as much as so many other people do in the scene these days, which is cool. And we talk we talked about that, you know, in that episode about you know it all comes down to like a drum set, you know, like if that's where you're. It's what a lot of people, like a lot of stringed instrument people come across, you know. It's like, well, I can't play drums. I can't program drums. If I only had a drummer, I could get this off the ground. Yeah. Dick Von Doom. Right. <laughs> I, just put, I just put it on my uh, I just put it on my Spotify list to listen to tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. It is. I just haven't listened to it yet. Uh, so. and, and as he also mentioned in that interview, you know, Memories is the first cover they had ever done. Uh that he had done and published like that. And, uh, and, uh, just the difference of like lonely nights and, and shit. So, but yeah, so completely great fucking album in my opinion. Nice. So fuck. Yeah, dudes. That's a, that's a pretty solid fucking list. Yeah. Just one, just uh, one, uh, repeat between me and you. So that's yeah. Not, that's not yeah. Bad. Which I it's mean, four, it was bound to happen. To go check out. Yeah, let's uh let's go into the next segment here. Thank you everybody for hopefully uh our lists, you know, inspire some of you all to check out these bands. You know, if you haven't already. I know there's uh, quite a few that Aaron gave that I'm not familiar with and some that he had uh that he's actually turned on to me over the last couple of months. So, fuck yeah, dude. Thank you for that. 2024. Shit. It's like a couple of days away at this point. By yep, the time yep. this is released, it's two days away. Right. What's 2024 got for you guys? Well, for us, it's uh, recording some songs, hopefully more than a few. Um, it's uh, going to some good shows on Maiden in the November. Then I got uh, also got the Amon Mars coming to town finally with Cannibal Corpse in uh, May, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's an arena show, so it should be pretty balls out. And then uh, also the uh, Blind Guardian and Night Demon in Charlotte, uh, 420, which is a Saturday, which is good for me. Um, then who knows what else will pop up. I'm sure what shows will come around our way. And um, and then, uh, you know, just dealing with uh, family milestones and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's hopefully not too busy, but busy enough to have fun and not just be a burden. That's what I'm hoping for. Definitely. More Ale Horn, Mud Horn, and uh, Metal Forge appearances, obviously. So Fuck yeah. Obviously. That's Obviously, why we're here, yeah. right? Yeah. Aaron, what about you, buddy? Um, well, this uh 2024, like I said, we just bought a new house, so I'm looking forward to new home ownership. But as far as on the musical front, um, I'm looking forward to albums by uh, I think More Than the Light is recording some new stuff. They mm-hmm. should be having stuff coming out. Lady Luna and the Devil, um, The Horn God is another band I like. Um, Red Mesa and another local band from Connecticut called Casting Shadows. I know it's recording stuff, so Hopefully they get it out this year, man, because I'm really looking forward to that stuff. So that's about all I got. 
Fuck yeah, dude. That is oh, awesome. Did you do Priest album in March also? I forgot about that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. The the new pre- Hey, I'm digging the new singles, man. The new singles are fucking are fucking The first tight. one was good. I didn't really like the second one all that good. I thought it was kind of generic sounding to me for Priest. Really? Um, but they released Yeah, but they released like a snippet of another song that sounded like really promising, so um hopefully it'll be good. But yeah, the second single didn't really do it for me too much. I get they it. All, you know, they all can't be better. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a thing that I really wish uh, bigger bands wouldn't do. You know, release like three or four singles before, you know, six months or eight months before an album cycle. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, dude. It's it's annoying. Like, dude, if it's done, just release the shit, you know. Right. Yeah, stop just like, I mean, because like, I like listen to albums front to back. Like, I like the context of all the songs together in in the order, you know, and like when I've already heard like tracks like one, three, five, and seven, it kind of takes away from the mystery of it because like I was like I've already heard this, right? I've already heard this. So like, especially but, if it's a concept album, then you've got the thing in there where it's just like, what you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or it's like what seventy two seasons did. It's like, oh, let's release songs six months ahead of time. And by the time the album comes out, you'll get like two new ones. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right, right, because yeah. then they start releasing the live versions first too. Yeah, you know, like, fucking uh, or snippet versions of the shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get it. Like, you want to like pre-sell those records and stuff like that, but dude, it's like just, just like release one, the amount, the date, and just leave it be. Right. Well, I think they do the do that for the pre-sale aspect because the market is so volatile on physical media. They don't want to fucking put out, you know, a million copies if they're not going to sell a million copies. You know. Yeah. You know, if I was if I was a band as big as Metallica and I could just do whatever the fuck I wanted, when Seventy Two Seasons came out, I would have released that um, video, and then at the end of it, I'd been like, physical copies available in stores now, and then people would just fucking rush out to go find it. Dude, it would have been the best thing ever. It would have been so fucking amazing, like to do that instead of wait like six months later when it's just like out on everything. Would you know? Like it would have that would have been so cool, you know? Because I would have fucking jumped all over that shit. I'd be like, I'll see. You. I'm going to the fucking record store. Or, you know, wherever. Even Could Walmart you imagine, though? Because, like, yeah, it, it would have. Because that's how it happened in, like, fucking 1991, you know, with the yeah. Black Album. But anyways, we're going down a rabbit hole here that we have no fucking business going down. Well, because it's, it's like Metallica talk. And I have a whole fucking stack. I have a whole stack right on my desk because we were doing research <laughs> the other day. So. I gotcha. No, we cannot go down that rabbit hole today. No. Yeah. But that, it dies in 2023. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not 2023 right now, so, yeah. We're good. Uh, so, yeah. No so, yeah uh, for me, 2024, uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, uh, we are going to hopefully be releasing a split 7-inch with a band from Germany. Right. Uh, to be determined, to be announced. Uh, obviously, I have shows lined up. Uh, I have a show at Art Sanctuary at the end of March, on March 30th, uh, that I am currently booking. I have a show at Magbar on April 26th that I am currently booking. Uh, possibly have a uh, uh, real thrash-related electric, electric thrash uh, band. Fucking awesome. Yeah, you'll be getting around the country with Ice House soon. 
too, won't you? Yeah, and in May, uh, Ice Howl is playing at Legions of Metal 6 in Chicago with, uh, uh, fuck, a lot of people. I can't even... Huh? With more than the light, uh, <laughs> we were. The, I think we were the first two announced. Yeah. So like we're the we're the like the the fine print. Uh, yeah. We were what uh, in in old school wrestling days on old school wrestling flyers they would have all, the main event, the sub main, the tag team, the the gimmick match, and then it would say "poom," which meant plus one other match. <laughs> we're the poom we're the plus one other band uh, the band are you guys playing the main hall or are you playing the we were playing stage? the joint stage that sounds like a side stage okay yeah i mean it's a joint i don't know i mean it sounds like a stage between stages yeah i mean like i said it's cool it's cool fast like there's some good yeah oh there. it totally it's is it's two fun. days i know hyrax is playing so um but by 2024 also what that is um you know, I'm going to try and do more video episodes. We're going to uh, continue doing what we do. We're going to do it better. We're going to continue fucking, you know, showcasing bands week in, week out. Showcasing uh, music industry people uh, week in, week out. We're going to, you know, the metal culture, the metal lifestyle, the heaviness, you know, the alternative lifestyle that we promote, you know, we're going to fucking continue doing it. And that's really what the Metal Forge is going to be be doing and being all about, you know, bringing new fucking music to you guys. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm going to go ahead and make the announcement now. I was going to wait till January the 1st, but fuck it. I'm going to do it now. Uh, Magbar, two nights, October 11th and 12th. Big goddamn metal show two is coming. Nice. So, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be having some, uh, announcements here coming soon with some people. I've already got some talks in order and fuck. Yeah. Dudes. Thank you all for everything. Yeah, man. Thank yeah, you. It's been fun. It's been a good year. Can't wait till next year. We have a full, full year with a full suite of, of a flame keeper going on. So. I know, I know. We, yeah. I mean, that's the whole cool thing, you know. I uh, I added all of the Metal Forge uh, audio episodes to the YouTube page, so you can subscribe on there. Even um, you can get all of the Assault and Battery episodes, all of the uh, upcoming Alehorn episodes. But I will also say this: you can go and get the archives from the original Alehorn page that is linked also and yeah i got a pretty good interview on there actually yeah you do you really do and your uh and your previous unsleeves are really good as well i got one with the band uh Svolk from uh, uh oslo norway mm-hmm. which is a cool band that hopefully they put something new out fuck yeah so oh, real quick I, I forgot to mention one album it should have been on my top five but i do i totally spaced on this album uh iron savior uh, if you never listened to them look them up if you're a fan of german metal scorpions stuff like that yeah you did mention that definitely yeah. definitely uh check that one out uh i'm ashamed that i totally forgot about it until just now so ah definitely so uh okay then jason just because we we spaced out and forgot about them what's the, what's your favorite song on the album oh that's a tough one man that whole album is really really good um 
I wouldn't say Firestar. The title track's probably my favorite. Awesome. So here it is from Iron Savior. Love you right, guys. Yeah. Firestar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody else did it this time.
in 2017. One man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 